Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sanjo Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sanjo Gall. Hello and uh, welcome to CTN. To learn more about the show, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. And today's topic, an interesting one. Can digital fully enable circularity? So what is circularity, which is circular economy? That essentially refers to a a type of a closed loop system where we could keep reusing or repairing or refurbishing or remanufacturing and recycling the resources which we might use for, for manufacturing something and minimizing the resource consumption and waste. So you could get more out of the resources from a productivity standpoint and also keep using the products that you're using and the equipment and even the infrastructure for much longer. That's the value proposition. So since we are moving to this new digital age and we want to maximize what a business can generate and what the outcomes we can deliver to our users, can we extend the value of digital or the reimagination that we are using while we are going digital and extend it to enable a circular economy. So to discuss this, I have with me Aldo Nasida, Chief Information Officer from Eastman Chemical. Hey, Aldo, how are you? How are you doing, Sanjay? Hey, a pleasure to be here. Beautiful. Great to have you, sir. It's a great topic that we have picked up here. So, Let's start from the very beginning and set the stage. So the fact the circularity concept is known by uh, most of us understand it. And many people even have assessed it and said, yes, it would really be fantastic if we could truly get circularity in motion here in the organizations and in businesses and industries. But still, we don't see people really embracing it to the degree we would have liked to. What's happening? Well, maybe I can give you a, a little bit of a different perspective, Sanjay, on this. Um, let me by, start by stating uh, the problem that is going on. Uh, we all know that uh, pretty soon we're going to be 10 billion people in this planet, right? And um, everyone is consuming plastics. There is plastics all over uh, our houses, our factories, the things that we use. Uh, guess, Sanjay, how, how, what is the percentage of plastic that gets recycled around the world? Throw a number. Uh, percentage of recycling, maybe 10%? You were close. It's 12%. And only 3% is actually recycle for high quality purpose. So you would say, oh my God, we have a problem in our hands uh, right now. However, there's three trends that are occurring that are very, very significant. The first one, uh, society is aware that this problem is occurring. So more and more people around the world are becoming conscious that this is a big deal. With that, uh, governments, are uh, generating regulation and legislation that is helping and and with that industries are generating commitment. So uh, I think there is momentum. What is true, uh, there is still a little bit of a hold. I think we're getting momentum and an inflection point to make this uh, really different. 
So if you say that, you know what, it is understood by people, let's dig a little deeper here. So we know that if conceptually it's okay, something is holding people back. It's either the inertia or the intent or the inability. So if I were to ask someone, hey, would you want to do circularity or embrace it? They'll say, absolutely. At least I hope so, because that will have obvious benefits. But then some people will say, yeah, we want to do it, but we got way too much going on. Who wants to rock the boat? So let's not do it. Or third is we want to do it. We are ready to take charge, but we don't know how to do it. If you were to deconstruct why it is happening, is it in your view, the intent, the inertia or the inability? Um, I think it's, it's uh, again, I think we have momentum. So let me share a little bit here, Sanjo, what, what at least we're doing at Eastman. Um, at Eastman, we're focusing what we call uh, molecular recycling. So let me explain. I think we have two two types of recycling methods that are occurring around the world. There is mechanical recycling and there is molecular recycling. Mechanical recycling, if you think about plastics, there is trituration. You basically decompose the plastic into very small parts, then heat it up and rebuild a new product based on that uh, decomposed plastic, reheated plastic, um, and move on. And the problem with that mechanical trituration or mechanical recycling is that is there is a lot of degradation of quality of the plastic. What Eastman is doing is uh, molecular recycling. So what we're doing is we are uh, bringing back the waste that we receive or that plastic uh, used back to the molecular level and rebuild new products, uh, of plastic products that really look like new. So no degradation, no, um, no decoloration, nothing that had affected the original quality of plastic. And with that model, uh, I think we can contribute to this um, circular economy problem. Mechanical recycling is very important but molecular recycling is gonna add the necessary layer of technology in order to get more recycling around the world. So if you ask me, um, you know, return of investment of this efforts of why people are stuck to move forward is because of that equation between value and, and cost. And we talked about the value, right? The value is coming from society, government, industry pushing for what is going to be good for the planet uh, and products where the consumers are going to be demanding to have recyclable content. And while the cost is not free, um, technologies of scale, like, for example, the ones that we're using for molecular recycling, are going to bring a very attractive equation between value and cost. So as I said before, I think we have momentum and I think we are having the interesting return of investment between what the world is going to demand and what the cost of recycling is going to be to make this uh, a very attractive equation. 
No, that's a great response. So, uh, Aldo, one is to look at, like, suppose you mentioned about your own example of how you individually within the organization are able to molecularly uh, transform plastic or, or change it to something else or reuse it. That's great. Now, most of the time when we talk circularity across the manufacturing value chain, or at least in whichever industry that we're talking, specifically, it is more apparent, it seems like in manufacturing, but there are other value chain partners. So you, in your, at your level, you did something to your manufacturing process. You deployed certain technology. And maybe you, uh, in your case, you are a non-discrete product manufacturer. That means you do not need to think about product design as much, but there may be others who need to do the product design. With that said, there are a lot of different partners who have to come together. So one is to look at your organization as an individual in your context, but for the most part, many companies would look at a complete value chain and each partner within that value chain will say, hey, is this going to be of value to me? And only if they feel equally compelled based on the ROI they see for themselves, only then they will jump in as a group collectively to make circularity happen. Is there something which is a common thread or is there some way to have that whole village to feel motivated to make circularity happen? Yeah, circularity is not a one company uh, deal, right? The entire value change from the recyclers to the manufacturers to the intermediate value chain to at the end of the consumer all pushing together um, to make this happen. So uh, certainly there, there is a common thread and the common thread, it's around collaboration and transparency. And uh, we have a very strong collaboration, for example, with the Ellen MacArthur Foundation. And one of the principles that they bring to the table is this principle of transparency, transparency on the value chain. And it is gonna become very, very important as we move a products with percentage of recyclable material across the chain that uh, that transparency manifests and uh, collaboration across uh, an industry-wide uh, model exists to make all this happen. So in your context, you explained beautifully on how you made this happen. What would be your recommendation for others when they are even trying to you know, determine what that ROI can be? And secondly, how do they have all partners buy into it? Is there a sauce, secret sauce? Well, first of all, the, again, this is um, an important aspect uh, for the world. The, we encourage uh, recyclers to continue to push, uh, doesn't matter if it's mechanical or molecular recycling, uh, to push forward as much as we can to help in, in this in this in this practice, um, if you can, Sanjay, I can share a little bit how, from a digital perspective, we are thinking we can contribute to accelerate the digital economy. Absolutely. So the way we we are thinking about this this aspect of circular economy from a digital perspective as a contributor and enabler to this is in two aspects. 
Um, the first one is um, there's a standard that is evolving across uh, the industry, which is the utilization of mass balance calculation as a way to better determine how a product A is transformed into a product B, in this case, recyclable material that is transformed into a product that includes recyclable material. Um, the adoption of mass balance, while it's simple in its concept, it requires uh, technology to help companies not only manage, but calculate this correctly. That is something that from a digital perspective, we are helping in our case, Eastman internally to better calculate and manage uh, the transformation to recyclable material. But the second one that is more important is how do we bring to the, to the industry at the end of the day, the possibility to trace and track recyclable material as it goes through the chain. So to do that, um, we are helping uh, building a blockchain capability and not because of blockchain as technology per se, but because blockchain is, is very uh, good for this, for this purpose to help uh, build a capability that we can try trace and track the percentage recycled material as it goes from hand to hand across the value change up to the consumer. So if you think about that, uh, imagine, just, just dream for a minute, that one day um, uh, people around the world will be buying uh, um, glasses or will be buying uh, uh, a thermo or be buying uh, a plate made of plastic or whatever, and it has uh, a QR code, you know, when they buy that product that indicates that it has recyclable content. And with your cell phone, you're able to tag into that code and detect what is the percentage of recyclable material that that product has. And also you can see where that product is coming from. That will bring uh, credibility to the environment. It will bring awareness of the environment and it will also generate uh, even more traction to do things that are gonna be good for the world and of course help uh, the industries that are helping for this purpose. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And uh, love the, the approach that you used, uh, Aldo, in terms of using digital blockchain and to move this forward. So now one is to look at things which are obvious use cases. And this is not of course obvious, but a great implementation of a very prominent use case. Another is to think that circularity would really thrive with each employee which is, who are in the trenches are keep bringing ideas to how to optimize things, how to reuse things in such a way. And then for such innovation that you want to do to improve circularity, you want to be able to continue to collect those ideas, process those ideas, rationalize them, and then execute them. And that should not be a process of somebody individual or as a group shepherding that whole innovation, but is supposed to become a self-organized uh, process, process, ideally, or if not, at least closely managed process. 
how do we integrate this ongoing ideation and its related execution in such a way so that we do not just get to one level of circularity and stagnate there we continue to evolve how do you go about doing it how do you get motivate how do you motivate employees to give ideas and then process them all the way through let's explore when we come back please stay tuned Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at ciotalknetwork.com. You are listening to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All. To learn more about our program, please visit ciotalknetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So Aldo, we want our employees to contribute ideas to help keep the circularity go keep going up in terms of the value it creates, the new ideas you be implement. But you know what in many companies like we when we talk about innovation it just the ideas come but they either the ideas don't come or if they come they get dispersed. And besides just tackling the major use cases to enable circularity, I'm sure there should be an idea machine. What are your thoughts about it? Can we build such an idea machine to keep upping the levels of circularity in an organization and overall in the ecosystem? And if yes, how do we integrate it into our overall business as usual? Yeah, that's a really really good question. In um um when I think about innovation, particularly as it relates to the corporation or in this case information technology as my own department, um I always think a uh, structure innovation or ad hoc innovation. And when you think about a structure innovation, when you have a particular program where you have as part of the program the purpose of continue to innovate, the program itself is a structure, has metrics, has organization dedicated to innovation. Ad hoc innovation is different. Is hey, we have a, a problems that are or opportunities that occur in the organization and doesn't matter where they come from the ideas or the creativity can can be utilized to resolve those problems and again they are not a structure they they come ad hoc um in our cases the topic of sustainability it's a it's a really really important topic in the company i know sustainability and circular economy for many companies companies is an important topic but is um a side conversation it's something that um it may be a second priority in the case of eastman is not not only core for our vision but it's also um as i explained before a uh, part of our core business so innovation associated with our opportunities of circular economy uh i would probably categorize them as uh structural 
So we have um, teams, we have um, ideas flowing around, efforts in order to discover either technologies, uh, digital innovation or products solely focus in this in this aspect of circular economy. So while we um, uh, support and actually uh, like the concept of ad hoc um, innovation in many areas, this is one that fortunately uh, doesn't require too much of a alternative structure to make happens because it's part of, uh, as I said, of our vision and, and core business in the company. So if you are looking at how you try to incorporate, like you did mention about social sustainability and we were to anyways discuss about this topic and you said it's a side conversation. People get that idea, right? About social sustainability and and even if it's a side conversation, but does it drive any so-called motivation for the people who work? Because at least what we have seen is lately, many employees and even many uh, partners or even even employees of those partners and even government, they've all started looking at sustainability a little more uh, closely and a little more seriously. Are you exploiting it to your advantage so that you're able to push the circularity agenda piggybacking on it? We already talked about uh, circular economy, but when you talk about sustainability, that is a broader conversation. Um, Eastman has uh, sustainable goals, bold goals in this matter. First of all, um, climate change. Uh, we are targeting carbon neutrality by 2050. Second, as we talked about circularity and we discussed uh, molecular recycling, we also have a target goal of 500 million pounds of recyclable plastic per year by 2030. And the third sustainable goals is about caring for society. We believe innovation. Um, uh, driven by uh, inclusion and diversity, and with that, uh, a goal of gender parity by 2030. Um, so I believe this uh, bold and clear goals allow an organization to align uh, to the work for purpose, and and then the. In this case, the structure effort, an organization, a process, and a practice behind those objectives, like we are doing with circular economy, allows for the entire organization to get uh, behind certain goals. And we're very, very excited about this. We take this space really seriously, as, as you see, this not only is going to be, a, a, we believe, a big impact for the world, certainly for Eastman as a business. And we, in the contribution that we are doing within Eastman in the digital world, certainly an opportunity to enable that as well. So very, very exciting. So Aldo, when we talk about circularity, of course, when you started, you might have started in a certain way organically, or you got some background from some other people or some other experienced people may have helped you. 
but there are a lot of other companies who may be looking to get started and if they're all ready to go, but is there something in form of standards or benchmarks or practices, best practices that are available, which they can readily take and run with? What do you think, if at all they exist, what do you think is the quality of such uh, standards, benchmarks, policies, best practices, etc.? How do you rate them? Uh, I would say that um, that the industry is still maturing in the level of a standards, benchmarks, and I would call it best practices. But there are a few things that are evolving. The first one, uh, as I mentioned before, this concept of the mass balance calculation, basically uh, how you calculate the percentage of recyclable material that is uh, coming when you transform a product A into a product B. And that uh, adoption of this model, this method of calculation is evolving to become a standard. In fact, we're collaborating with an organization called ISCC that is gonna be certifying those calculations across the chain to again, bring transparency and traceability. The other standard that I can think of or best practice is is the concept of using a unique source of information to trace a percentage of recyclable material. So if you think about this concept of blockchain that we are helping to build, um, it it, it is gonna be at the end of the day, we hope a standard that other companies across the chain and even consumers start to adopt in order to be able um, as an industry to track and trace a percentage of recyclable material and really believe in the products that at the end of the day, we're moving through the flow and are being acquired by the consumers in the market. So um, as I said, I believe standards, benchmarks, and best practices are evolving. There are some indication that there are some things that are going to become uh, key to the success on the industry, uh, but there is a way to go. Now, whatever the standards and benchmarks that you mentioned and the ones that you're following, do they offer the common denominator? So another organization from your or a little different industry could still piggyback on those standards and benchmarks? Well, if you think about um, this concept of the blockchain that we are building, and by the way, this is not um, uh, a solution from or for Eastman. Uh, This is a solution uh, from and for the industry as a whole. So we are uh, collaborating very strongly with uh, Green Token by SAP in order to build uh, this capability. And we hope that those uh, companies in the value chain um, that are gonna be uh, tracking and tracing uh, recyclable material start to use um, this blockchain as a way to have a common industry um, view of how recyclable material is flowing through through the value chain. And we don't have, at the end of the day, 
either intermediates or consumers utilizing uh, multiple source of information for the same purpose. So I think this is the way that gradually the industry is going to start to become more homogeneous, more connected, and as I said before, more collaborative in a topic that is so, so important for the world. Now, beyond like, you know, the standards and benchmarks and best practices, which you will use to refine your processes, next comes technology, right? We are enabling our processes and even our people with technology. With digital, we have taken the use of technology to the next level. So when it comes to this context of supporting circularity and not just our own organization, but the whole value chain, you and your partners within the value chain, what you feel is the best way to approach it? How do we exploit digital for circularity? Yeah, as I said before, for me, there are two elements that company needs to think of. The first one is, how do I internally as a company, if I'm a a company that is either receiving waste and creating um, a recyclable material from that waste or are in the transformative process receiving recyclable material and creating a product based on recyclable material, I think it's important that um, we build the necessary systems, in many cases, using mass balance calculation to um, uh, correctly support the company that I'm working on to uh, correctly manage that transformation. That's one. And the second one, uh, as I said before, is going to be very, very important that uh, in this um, world of circular economy, you are part of an ecosystem. And um, as I said before, um, blockchain, uh, in particular, the blockchain that we are helping create as an example, is going to be, we believe, the vehicle in way industry as a whole is going to connect to be able to track, trace, have visibility in a transparent way of, of where recyclable material is flowing. And at the end of the day, believe that a certain product that is purchased in the market has those recyclable content with the um, that the that the world is going to gradually start to demand more and more and more. Yes. So, Aldo, you mentioned about a specific term, right? That mass value calculation is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that is more, I would say, more on the specific material technology side, so that you can do something with that product. But what about the other aspects of digital, which you could utilize to not only change the uh, what I call as a product centric technology, but also the information exchange that has to happen. How else would you exploit digital? Well, certainly digital has a play um, uh, internally for our company, not only in the way we can help, as I said, doing the necessary calculations of how percentage of recycled material is transformed, but also in the way we help our uh, plants um, transform product in the way we help our um, 
company commercialize products in the way we support the supply chain. But, but that is, um, let me call it traditional IT uh, in general, is the way we internally help the company with the only differentiation that instead of just receiving raw material and producing product, in this case, we are receiving waste and producing product with that differentiation. The, the more um, complex or unique opportunity where digital is, is really bringing something to the table is in the idea of acting as an aggregator of the industry. And as I mentioned before, um, blockchain technology was the selection for this because of the characteristics that it had of being um, a, a capability that brings credibility of the data that it carries, but also because of its capability to reach beyond the walls of a particular company. So this is where I believe um, digital is gonna play a, a significant role connecting an ecosystem of, of, of participants um, from manufacturers to transformers to uh, value change to consumers where they're gonna be able to trace the true uh, circular economy uh, or, and the data associated with that as product flows. I think this is where, where digital is gonna play a significant role beyond the, um, the necessary technologies that we need to support the internal capabilities of, the, of a company to either uh, produce recycled material from waste or be a transformer from a product with recyclable content into another product of recyclable content. All right, so uh, Aldo, with everything said, we spoke about digital and we spoke about uh, the sustainability and every other aspect or process changes and standards and benchmarks. But since circularity is also connected to people's hearts and people's minds, so you're moving people's mind through different ways, but then you also need to make sure they are motivated to do this. You have the culture that supports it and the leadership looks at this and, uh, you know, charges ahead with an approach which will allow digital to play and become a solid foundation, which will allow circularity to be enabled fully. What those changes would look like or should be? Now, that, that's very important. And um, if you hear what we've been talking about in the last uh, minutes, um, a lot is about transparency and collaboration. And um, in fact, you know, circular economy is about multiple players getting together in order to make something work that at the end of the day is going to be good for the planet, good for society. Um, I believe that leadership is going to need to double down in their spirit of collaboration, either it's collaboration across uh, industry or collaboration across value chain to continue to foster um, attention and focus on something so important like uh, be able to recycle plastic 
and help the planet in that way. Um, I think transparency, as I mentioned before, is going to become important reasons why we wanted to bring um, technology like, for example, um, the thinking that we're doing around blockchain um, to, again, bring that transparency, that visibility, that opportunity for people to see to see how product flows through the chain. Um, it's important that this is not for one company. This is a, um, a capability, a, a model that we are building that transcends a particular company, and um, it is it is all together that we push to create at the end of the day uh, being a better circle or or the circular economy. Once again, thank you so much, Aldo, for sharing your insights and thoughts about how organizations can fully enable circularity using digital. Thanks so much. Sanjog, thank you very much for the time. And I would offer that uh, anyone that is interested could go to eastman.eco and you will have find more information about uh, our thinking and the perspectives on circular economy. Thanks so much for sharing, Aldo. And listeners, hope you got a bunch of ideas and nuggets about how we can introduce circularity for a better world for all of us. Please connect with us on social media. Subscribe to our podcast. This is, again, Sanjur Gall, your host from CTN. Till next week, take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments, or questions, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Thank you again for listening.